August 15th, 2022. We're in Masechet Sanhedrin and Amud Bet. And if you count up from the wide lines, count up three lines, we'll rewind just a few lines and review quickly what we read and learned at the end of the class uh, this past week. Says the Gemara, Amar of Yosef, Mile me'alieta di'itbeh darshinan lehu. If you recall the context of the Gemara, over the course of the full Amud and Afkof Amud Bet was this book called Ben Sirah. And the Gemara had this statement, actually, from Rab, Rab Yosef, that you should not be involved with this book of uh, Ben Sirah. It is, it is the, one of the definitions of Sifarim Chitzoniim, which means to say it's one of these external forbidden books that you shouldn't be involved in its study. And the Gemara wondered why, and the Gemara searched for, over the course of the full Amud, the conversation between two of the rabbis, the pasuk or pesukim that are devarim betelim, the nonsensical, insignificant pesukim. Ultimately speaking, they found it, it's the pasuk which describes the character of a person by means of their beard. That's nonsensical, that's insignificant, that's a waste of your time. So as Rav Yosef, however, you should know, yes? So it must be people who are actually learning this book. Oh, certainly. That is very clear. We pointed this out. Very clear. The Hachamim knew this book very well. The Gemara in Masechet Bava Kama, which I mentioned, which is one of, in this context, one of my favorite, on Dafsadi Bet, the Gemara is looking for the sourcing or the remez, the hints in the text for a specific concept. And the Gemara over there says it is threefold, it has a threefold mentioned in the Torah, in the Nevi'im, and the Ketubim. Cites a pasuk from the Torah, cites a pasuk from Nevi'im, and then the third pasuk, and I remember the first time I learned it, I couldn't understand where this pasuk was being cited from, from Ben Sirah. The Gemara is calling it Kitubim. They were well aware and familiar with this book. And as a result, they're able to quote from the Pesukim. As a result, of course, it prompts the question, oh, they're telling us not to learn it. They're telling us not to let it be any primary focus to the extent that Rav Yosef now will say, but you could have peripheral study in it for the mileme alieta de for the matters that are of higher and better and more, more significant importance. That's the statement here in the Gemara. Yes, it is clear they were familiar with it. And we went further, Rabbi Reuven Margaliot in his book Margaliot Ayam suggests that the particular danger of this book is that this book was left out of our canon of Torah, Nevi'im, and Ketubim. It's not part of our Ketubim, but Catholicism and other Christian sects accepted it as a holy scripture uh, text. As a result, we wanted to make a clear separation over here, and that's the statement throughout. Listen, we're not saying there's not something to be learned, but it's not really a part of us, and that's why there's that fear and hesitance. But, says the Gemara again, Rav Yosef, The matters of higher significance, the matters of me'alieta, of elevated thought, you could and should be Doresh. For example, the verse in Ben Sirah says, Isha toba matana toba. A good wife is a good present. As a result, Behek tinaten. She should be given over to the uh, embrace, to the, uh, to the presence of a man who is Yereshamayim, a proper woman. Should, we should, um, she should find for herself uh, an individual who's God-fearing. Don't let her be squandered and wasted on the, uh, the dregs, the lowlifes of society. Says the, uh, the verse in Ben Sirah further, Isharaah. Alternatively, if it's a woman who's wicked, who's evil, we can look at her and we can 
clearly say she's um, dangerous for her husband to the extent that she's like leprosy, she's like sarat. Maitakante continues ben sira. What would the uh, way of remedying that situation be? Yigareshena mi beto. He has to divorce her, from, send her out from his home. Viyitrape mi sarato, and in turn he'll be healed from his sarat, from the leprosy which was his wife. In other words, if it's an evil woman, I'm not uh, the psychologist nor the hacham who can prescribe who the evil or righteous woman is, but the statement is if she's evil, don't think you're going to be able to fix this with some sort of natural phenomenon or approach or conversation. Uh, she has to be rooted out, and that's the only way you'll find a successful continuity. Ishayafa, if it's a woman who's good-looking, who's beautiful, Ashre Ba'ala, how praiseworthy, how lucky is her husband. Mispar Yamav Kiflaim, his life will feel as if it's doubled in its time span. He's enjoying it, he's, uh, he's, he's deriving benefit from being around his wife. As a result, it feels like time just continues to go on. However, make certain continues Ben Sirah. And again, these are all verses in Ben Sirah, which Rav Yosef says are proper, are which we should be Doresh. The second wide line here in Davkof Amud Bet. Stay away from the Eshet Hen, from a woman who's married to someone else. In Eshet Ish, Pentilaked Bimsudata, because you might be ensnared by her trap. You might fall prey to a relationship with her. Don't even veer in the direction of her husband. You might say, I'm just going to go hang out with him, drink a little bit of alcohol or wine, and your mindset, maybe deep-seated, maybe at the front of your conscious, is that I'll be around that good-looking eshet ish. Don't fall prey to that. Ki betor isha because the strong, great, and mighty have fallen to death through involvement with uh, an Isha who has a, a beauty but is off bounds from them. They've imagined that they're just tiptoeing in, but they've fallen prey. Maybe in the literal sense, the husband has killed them. Maybe alternatively, figuratively, their life has been destroyed by it. Rabim Hayu there have been many pitz'e rochel, wounds to the rochel. Rochel literally in this context is a person who's peddling. He's going from home to home selling goods, maybe even jewelry, says Rashi. And as a result, the margilim lidvara avera, you're entering into another woman's home, selling her intimate wear, and it's a dangerous circumstance. In that situation, rabim hayu pitz'e, there's uh, many wounds to be found in those circumstances. Again, both figure and literal, that situation where you, if you enter into it, it's like a spark which is around a, a coal, it'll just ignite and go out of control. It now cites the Gemara, cites a Pasuk to liken that circumstance where a person is margil themselves lidvar erva. They're regular to be around, exposed in appropriate matters. It's like the Pasuk says in Yirmiyahu. Kluv male'of. Kluv is like a cage or a home of, of birds. 
which is filled with birds, kin batehim meleim mirma. The same way if you were to pass by a, a cage of a bird, you'd see wings, you'd see all sorts of feathers outside. So to a person who's involved with devara erva will be involved with mirma, trickery, sly wrongdoing. Mena rabim mitoch betecha, continues Ben Sira. Disassociated ostensibly from that earlier point, but the statement is you should keep the masses out of your home. It's not that you shouldn't be inviting, it's not that you shouldn't extend invitations often, but when you don't have business with people and it's just to have them in your home, you're asking for a potential, says Ben Sira, pitfall with regards to activity and behavior. And even if you're inviting someone that you have business with, that you're involved with, maybe for the right things, not always in your home, sometimes it could be outside of your home. Uh, there should be many people who are dorshe shelomecha who should be looking for your uh, who, who you should be doresh their shalom. You should be looking out for the good of others. You should make certain that your secrets are only told to one in a thousand. You should even the one who lies in your in your embrace. That's your wife. Even from her, shemor you should close sometimes the openings, the apertures of your mouth, meaning certain secrets are sometimes appropriate, says Ben Sira, from exposing even to your spouse. Altaser sarat mahar, you should make certain to not um, become anxious and depressed by the sorrows of tomorrow. Charles Shehebar pointed out to me that just this past Friday on the bulletin of one of the synagogues they were quoting from Rabbi Tversky, Alav HaShalom, he was citing this Gemara, this verse from Ben Sirah. It's a very real one. Make certain that you're not uh, overcome, overburdened by the sorrows of what will tomorrow bring. Why not? There's lots of fear about what tomorrow will bring. Because who knows, it cites a pasuk from Mishle, what tomorrow will birth. Maybe tomorrow you won't be around. In other words, you're so nervous about next year, 10 years down the line, how am I going to, what am I going to, uh, let's make certain that we're supported for right now. Uh, who knows if you're going to be alive in the future. You might be busy with burdening yourself and being overcome with anxiety about a reality, a time that you won't even experience. And you're uh, losing sleep and being sorrowful over a world that is not yours. This is a pasuk in Mishle, which the Gemara will then spend a lot of time, over the course of the next five, six lines, describing and discussing. The pasuk in Mishle says, all the days of the poor one are ra'im, are bad, are rotten. V'tov, in contrast, says the pasuk in Mishle, tov lev mishte tamid. It's a good circumstance where the person has a heart of party at all times. Right, that's quite the contrast. Make certain that you're not poor and you have a heart of partying. What's that referring to? It's Pasuk and Mishle. It's not to be taken literal. Says the Gemara Ben Sira Omer. First and foremost, Ben Sira, dealing with a similar wisdom to the wisdom of Shilomo HaMelech and Mishle, says, don't think that it's only Yeme'ani, the days of the poor person which are difficult and hard. Af lelot, even the nights of a poor person, even the nights of an unfortunate person are difficult, are sorrowful. 
The Pasuk said in Mishle, the Yemeh, says Ben Sira, let's expand that to Lelot as well. What about the nights? Daytime is difficult. Nights, I mean, we could say today that it's the night market because it's at the market in another part of the world. It's, it's daytime. I think Mara is dealing with a time before that. You know, very localized uh, circumstance and situation, living uh, quarters. What could be happening at night? That's sorrowful for you. Everybody's sleeping at night. You're not doing commerce and business with someone overseas. Says Ben Sira, I'll tell you what could happen. Bishval gagim gago ubimrom harim the poor person, the person who's destitute, doesn't have the same financial means as others, has the following type of circumstance. They probably have the lowest roof, which means they have many roofs next to each other, and they have the lowest roof. We'll talk about the significance in, the mo- in a moment. And in contrast, their kerim, if they have a place where they're planting, it's an agricultural atmosphere, is the highest on the field. And nobody would want either one of those. We'll discuss why in a moment. Already we know why you wouldn't want the kerim, the vineyard at the top of the mountain. That means the most travel to the top of the mountain. I don't want to be over there. But explains Ben Sira, if it starts raining at night and your roof is the lowest, it means that all the, all the water trickles down, goes from one roof to the next roof to the next roof, ultimately speaking, collects on your roof, and you have floods and leaks into your home and onto your property. That's the terrible circumstance of a poor person, says Ben Sira, even at night. It's not a daytime circumstance. It's not something that's in your hands or appears to be in any way something that you could control just by virtue of your poverty and your difficult circumstance. You have the lowest roof, and that gives you the most difficult situation. And if you have the highest vineyard, nobody else wanted that place, nobody else wanted that situation, it means if you worked hard on the soil, on the dirt over there, a wind comes at night even and blows that, that soil, that, that sand and dirt which you worked, upon, worked on and pushes it down the mountain into the vineyard of others. You lost all the um, hard work and, uh, and effort that you put into it. Statement of Ben Sirai is, be a little bit more expensive, Shiloh Melech. It's not only days, it's days and nights. But now that the Gemara cited that pasuk from Mishle, which says that the days of the poor person are ra'im, the Gemara will be doreshit. Instead of reading it specifically about financial means, that's what a poor person or situation is, the Gemara will have a derasha or several of them. Amar bizera, amar rav, kol ani ra'im, elu ba'ale talmud, lev tamid, elu ba'ale mishnah. Statement of Rav is you want to contrast the good times and the bad times, the good situations and those which are not. It's the difference between a person who learns Gemara and he who learns Mishnah. A person who learns Gemara, call ani ra'im. It's difficult. Gemara has shakla it has give and take, it has sugyot, which are difficult, hard to understand, to comprehend. That's kol yemer ani We're poor when we open up to a Gemara Talmud and we try to make sense of it. You want the good life. That live mishte when you have the heart of party where it's top. That's if you're involved in Mishnah. It's a lot easier and lighter. There's no intricacies of law and of details and circumstances. That's the difference between the two, says Rav. It almost points us in the direction of maybe we should be learning a little bit more Mishnah, make us a little happier in life. Amar, says the Gemara, Rava Amar Ipcha. Says Rava, I think it's quite the opposite. 
Rashi explains at the top, bottom of the page on the left-hand side, Rashi explains that in terms of determining law, not in terms of the process, the process might be and is more difficult to study Talmud's law, more difficult than the Mishnah, which is the earlier stage and iteration of the law. But to determine final line, to determine what is the halakha, the ma'aseh in this circumstance, you need Gemara. might be a difficult procedure and process, but ultimately speaking, if I learned the sugya properly, I might be able to determine what the halakha is. If I just learned the Mishnah, I don't know the halakha. So you're looking for the easier life, might be difficult in terms of process, but in terms of determination, in terms of end goal, you're going to get it in an easier and better fashion with Gemara than with Mishnah. It's similar, it's along the lines of what Marav Meshav Shia said in the name of Rava. What does it mean when the Pasuk in Kohelet says, Masia Avanim Ye'asev? Pasuk says, a person who's moving stones and boulders will be sad. It's a person who's involved primarily in Mishnah. You're moving boulders. You're trying to determine halakha from Mishnah. You know by heart, maybe. Beautiful. You're able to explain it in a simple fashion. Fantastic. You're able to derive law from it. If you're not, I don't know, that Hacham Badia Yosef would love. Hacham Badia Yosef used to yell all the time about the fact that Ba'alei Batim, simple people, shouldn't be studying just Torah Bihtar or even Mishnah and Gemara. Halakha al-Ma'aseh, Halakha al-Ma'aseh, Halakha al-Ma'aseh. The Gemara statement over here in its punchline, Rava comes after Rav, is that Mishnah is insufficient. That's great. It's easy. It feels good. You feel like you walked away. What did you walk away with? Do you know what to do? You don't. And then the end of the Pasuk says, if a person is cutting wood, he'll be able to get warmth from them. You get the warmth of the opportunity and the knowledge to do what is appropriate through Gemara, through Talmud, not through Mishnah. An alternative interpretation, nothing having to do with Gemara, nothing having to do with money. What does it mean that the life of the poor person being bad and difficult and evil? It's a person who has a bad wife, a person who's involved with a woman who's not supporting and aiding in their development together. And what about the good heart of the person who has that party at all times? He has the good heart. It's He's partying at all times. It's a person who has the good wife, the one who's supporting their ambitions and goals together to further them in a proper direction. You want to know who a person who has that it's a person who's very sensitive to the world. It's a person who has a certain uh, compulsory uh, reaction to circumstances, who can't come in contact with any germs, who has to be fully cleansed and, and pampered at all times. It's a difficult life for that individual. Maybe if you have the financial means, maybe if you're able to find the job and vocation, which keeps you away from society at large. But if you're an Istinese to the extent that you can't come in contact with people, germs, or reality, it's not an easy life. Tov lev mishteh tamid. Alternatively, the person who has that tov lev with mishteh tamid, it's a person who has a more of a callous external demeanor and approach, who's able to handle the difficulties of life as they're handed to him uh, without being as pampered and as sensitive to them. Rabbi Yohanan Amar, kol yimei ani ra'im zeh rahmani. The sad, yet... 
I think we all know, real, re, re, truthful reality, it would be Hanan reports, is a person who has that difficult life, the Yeme'ani, need not be a person who did something wrong. It's a person who's imbued with a certain mercy, a certain sensitivity of heart. Maybe not physical sensitivity, but sensitivity of heart. He's a Rahmani. If you're passionate and merciful to all the people you come in contact with, your life will be a more difficult life. You'll be sharing in their pain. You'll be thinking about their difficult circumstance, not so much the anxiety of what will be tomorrow for you, but it's the difficulty of looking at the others and having a hard time moving past them. The flip side, ironically, you want to have the easier life, we're not suggesting it, we're just reporting it, it's a person who's a little bit more akhzari, a little bit more self-centered and less compassionate to others. Your life is an easier life. Your ignorance is bliss because you're not thinking and realizing the difficulties of those who surround you. Says the Gemara, There's a difference between whether you have da'ato rehava or kesara. Kesara means narrow, short in terms of its span, and of course rehava means broad, broad long, uh, lengthy. What's the difference between the two? Rashi explains, has to do with anxiety. If I'm stuck in this moment, I'm anxiety stricken at all times, difficult life. I can't see past this moment. Alternatively, if I have a broader spectrum with regards to my perspective, this moment isn't so easy. Yesterday wasn't so easy. Tomorrow might not even be. But let's look at the larger picture over here. That's a person who's going to have the tov lev, Says the Gemara, we have a question over here. How could you, says Rabbi Yoshua ben Levi, ever claim that all the days of the poor person, irrespective of how we're defining it, but let's go with the literal definition, a person who's poor, a person who's poor, all their days are terrible, all their days are ra'im. What about Shabbat and Yom Tov? Our vision, our understanding is Shabbat and Yom Tov. If you're a God-fearing Jew, you get it together for those days. The halakha, as a matter of fact, is such you're supposed to dedicate your efforts toward making certain that you have the food and the, and the clothing for Shabbat. So Shabbat is a different type of experience, even if you don't have the means for it on a daily basis. Answers the Gemara, even in that situation, if you throughout the week are living a poor and poverty-stricken life, you're just having the meager and, and feeble ways of eating, and on Shabbat you have fine foods. The circumstance in which I change my diet. That's the veset. I change my way of eating. That begins, that starts off the inner uh, um, illness. It starts off the difficulty of uh, digestion. If I'm used to eating this food throughout the week, a lower, lower level in terms of digestive uh, capabilities, and then on Shabbat I now have fine meat and uh, fish and so forth, it's going to cause all sorts of it, uh, it, in, uh, what's the word? Intestinal uh, pains and difficulties. So even the poor person on Shabbat and Yom Tov, where you imagine they got the fine foods, even then it's not so easy. The meals might be easy, but everything before and after is not so much so. Tanur Rabbanan the Gemara moves into a Beraita. Hakore pasuk shel shir hashirim ve'oseh oto kemin zemer. 
If a person reads a pasuk from Shir Hashirim, says Rashi, by extension, any other pasuk, we mentioned Shir Hashirim, even Shir Hashirim. Shir Hashirim, after all, is the song of songs. So if you made the song of songs into your own song, explains Rashi, you're not reading with ta'amim, you're just reading the pasuk and you made a melody, you gave it some sort of chorus, you gave it the, your own inflection and ability to sing it without the ta'amim, even Shir Hashirim, which means any pasuk in Hamishah Humshe Torah Nevi'im and Ketubim, or Vehakore Pasuk Bebet Mishtaot Belo Zemano, or if you sing, or excuse me, you just recite the pasuk in a, a drinking house, in a circumstance, in a situation where you're drinking, and it's Lo Zemano, it's not the appropriate timing. Rashid, the Gemara, will explain the appropriate timing is perhaps when you're holding the cup of wine, maybe when you're saying Kiddush, when you're making a toast, you mentioned the Pasuk then, appropriate. But Yeheke, in the middle of jo- uh, joking around and with one another, and it's a moment of levity and not serious demeanor, and you're mentioning a Pasuk, that or, remember the first one, you sang a Pasuk, Mevira ala olam uli. You're bringing evil. Oh, so what about Yaakov Shweki and, and who's your guy? Yishai Ribo, Shema Yisrael. What are they going to do here? Because by so doing, the Torah, Kivyachol, now the Torah doesn't have body, limbs, or a mouth, but we're envisioning it as wearing second cloth. In other words, it's mourning this situation. Ve'omedet and kivyachol, it's standing lifnei HaKadosh Baruch in front of God. Ve'omedet lefanav and says to him, Ribbono shel Adam, Master of the Universe, Asauni banecha kikino shemnagenim bo le'tzim. Your children have made me like an instrument, like a harp, which le'tzim, which silly people, strum and use in order to bring music. I've become just a means to music. Amar la, the response of God, kivyachol, in that dialogue with the Torah is, biti, b'sha'ashochlim v'shotim v'meit aseku. What do you want them to do? They're in the middle of eating and drinking. You want them not to be talking Torah? What should they be talking? You want them just talking politics and sports? Great that they're talking Torah. I'm sorry, it has to come at your expense, but at least they're talking something of substance. Amra lefanav, responds Torah. Ribbono shelolam, im ba'ale mikrahen, ya'asu ba'torah, ba'nevim, u'baketubim. If they're prof- Efficient in Mikra and Tanakh. So that's what they should talk about. I agree. In Baale Mishnah, if they're more proficient in Mishnah, Yasku Mishnah Bahalachot Bahagadot. Vim Baale Talmuten, Yasku Bilchot Pesach, Pesach, Bechot Aseret, Baaseret, Bechot Hag, Bechag. And if they're involved more in the Talmud, in the law side and legal side of Torah, so they can be involved in that. In short, what this Midrash, what this statement in the Gemara is getting across to us is the inappropriateness of just mentioning. Mentioning Pesukim in the inappropriate, in the wrongful context, and secondly, the song of Pesukim. Lastly, Heid Rabbi Shimon ben Elazar, Mishum Rabbi Shimon ben Hananya, Kolakore, Pasuk Bizmano, Mevitovala Olam. If alternatively you mention the Pasuk in the appropriate time, circumstance, situation, again, you're holding the wine, cup of wine, and making a toast, speaking to the people, saying Kiddush, that's bringing <coughs> goodness to the world, Shine'emar. As the Pasuk says in Mishlev, a word in its appropriate timing, matob, how great could that be? How great is that? Uh, yes, as Morris says, we have a question now. We want to put out of business Yaakov Shwaki, Mishai and anyone and everyone else, even our Hazanim when they sing at weddings and other circumstances. Maybe it's inappropriate and asur. 
The interesting thing is none of the Ba'alei Halakha mention this in their books and in their works. It's not mentioned in Rif, it's not mentioned in Harambam. It's a short reference in Rosh, but not in a simple way. It means to say that it's not codified. Interestingly so, already you understand that the acceptance is not going to be a broad and wide and easy acceptance of this as a halakha. It might be a musar, it might be be careful about how you sing these words beyond or before halakha l'ma'aseh. Just make certain you do this in the appropriate way. Alternatively, however, Magen Abraham, Magen Abraham is one of, if not the major commentary to Ora Hayim Shohan Aruch. Shohan Aruch, of course, says, Four sections. The first is Ora Hayim. It's the laws that we know on a regular basis. Uh, well, all the halachot we always talk about in Ora Hayim. All sorts of other matters. But Ora Hayim is the holidays, Shabbat, weekdays, all that sort of stuff. The major commentaries would be Avraham Gombiner. He wrote a book, wrote a commentary called Magen Abraham. In Siman Tafkov Samech, he quotes from Maharil. Maharil was an important Ashkenazic German rabbi who suggests, who writes that it's wrong. And Asur, forbidden to be singing songs which have pesukim. Keep in mind, Rishai Ribo is okay. He doesn't mention pesukim. I don't know. Yes, right? yes, he does. Yes, all right. He's just, all right. He's just as in trouble. Um, but anyways, he says, as you mentioning pesukim as part of the song, so that's inappropriate unless, says Maharil and Magen Abraham, you're at the meal and it's specific pizmonim, what Ashkenazim would call zemirot for the meal, or it's in the synagogue and you're singing it as part of the prayer, as part of the slah. Otherwise, that's right, he says it's forbidden in Siman Tavkov Samech and in Now it's not fully accepted and embraced. Rav Moshe Feinstein in the Shailot to Shabbat Igerot Moshe says, well, if it's to get the hearts of children into it, that's the way he writes it, so then it's permitted. Yes, Rabbi, I'm telling you that we don't, and to the best of my knowledge, never really have fully embrace this as a halakha l'ma'aseh. What Rabbi Moshe Feinstein says is be prudent with your production of this, which means that don't hack it, do it, but do it in the appropriate context and ways, but you can look no further than the concerts which have been at fundraisers forever in the last 50, 60, at least years, and see all the fine and important rabbis who were present to understand that we do accept this as a halakha, which is not so much practiced in the formal sense, but more uh, imbued with regard, more accepted with regards to its meaning and being careful with words of Torah, not just using them as an instrument or a mechanism. That's this statement here in the Gemara. However, there are, I'm familiar with, there, is, uh, there are one or two yeshivot I can think of who will not sing songs if they have pesukim in them, and they're very mahmir about that. That's right. Yad Ramar bimeir Abu but he leaves it as sarikh iyun in his commentary to this Gemara, as if it's for praise of God, that's permitted. And then he says, but I'm not so certain. Why is he not so certain? The Gemara never says it explicitly. There are those who are medayek in Rashid, that he might be saying that as well. Of course, that's the angle that we're right. suggesting, that that's the, that would be the particular issue if it's not going to be used in the appropriate, praiseful fashion of God. Says the Onward, something else that was forbidden, Rabbi Akiva told us in the Mishnah, a person who uh, is losing their portion in the world to come, is a lohesh al it's a person who's whispering on a wound, and he's saying a pasuk like, 
כל המחלה ששמתי עליך במצרים לא עשים עליך עוד, I'm not going to make, I'm going to make, make certain says God in the Torah to, make, uh, to not give you any of these illnesses and ailments in the future. That's so terrible, says the Gemara. In what, what way? Abi Yohanan qualifies that statement of not whispering pesukim on the ailment or the wound of a person. Uberokekba. It's specifically when you spat SPI or AT on the wound beforehand. Lefi she'en mazkirin shem shamayim al harikika. Statement of Rabbi Yohanan in qualifying in the halacha is to say pesukim and to hope that that beseeching and turning to God is helping is not forbidden. It's when you couple it with, oh, I had to spit, and that spit coupled with this pasuk is what will heal. That's already making this more of a physical, direct, tit-for-tat, I did, I said, and therefore this is what will happen. That's what's forbidden. To say a pasuk and to hope by turning to God and appealing to His mercy and my connection to Him, that's not forbidden. So again, it's specifically when you spat before Him, itmar, ravamar, afilu nega sarat, rabbi hanina amar, afilu vayikra el Moshe, statement of rav and rabbi hanina is two separate pasukim. We had the pasuk of God's name, A, mentioned in the pasuk, and B, the context was specifically um, healing you, right? The pasuk that we mentioned in the Mishnah was, Kola mahala, God says, any of the ailments and illnesses that I gave you in Egypt, I won't give any longer. First statement here is, Rav, even if there's no mention of God's name in the pasuk, Asur, if you're spitting and then saying some pasuk about Negasarat, forbidden. Says Rabbi Hanina, wait a second, even if it's not about Negasarat, even if you're just saying, Vayikrai el Moshe, no mention of God's name, nothing to do with the ailment, but you're using a pasuk coupled with spit or some sort of other mechanism of healing, that's wrong, that's forbidden, that's confusing reality and connections with God with some sort of magic potion and appeal to higher order which will zap and change reality, which is absolutely wrong and forbidden. Baruch Adonai